This is Under Understood. Hello, Billy, John, and Regina. Hi, Adrian. Hello, Adrian. Hello. So we have a voicemail box now, mm-hmm. and we want to start playing more listener calls on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. 212. I don't actually know it off the top of my head. <laughs> you <Shoot>. don't. <laughs> Someone wrote a jingle for us, actually, and I called know. into oh, the voicemail. Oh, let's play that. Oh, perfect segue. Let's play that now. Okay. Hey, Under Understood. Uh, I am Chris from Kansas City. I'm a comic artist uh, and jingle enthusiast. I don't know if you're still looking for a jingle, but... <laughs> I came up with one that I think is kind of funny, and uh, I hope you like it. <laughs> Under understood, call 212-9944-882. When the internet's confusing to you, call 212-9944-882. I hope you like it. Bye. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. That's great. Wow. So that's it. Not only did I like it, I loved it. I don't recall asking for a jingle, no, but I'm glad we have one. We? <laughs> I was going to say that, but I was like, did I black out? Like, when did we have this conversation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing we want to do in this new weekly version of Under Understood is incorporate a lot more calls from listeners. Here's one. This one might be a quick answer, but let's see. Uh, this listener actually did not say their name, so I'm going to call them Hyacinth. Oh. Hi. Okay, so... This story is a little bit embarrassing for me because I do consider myself somewhat tech-savvy, like not a lot, but enough to not have this happen to me. Um, But I was multitasking, and I was at work, and I got a phone call, and honestly, I don't remember if it was from my bank or if it was just a number that I picked up. But I picked up, and it was like, hello, we are your bank. Um, <laughs> oh, terrible start. <laughs> uh, hey, this is your uh, your bank. Your account has been compromised. Um, obviously, they were scammers, and I was dumb. Uh, but I fell for it, and I can't even believe I did this. Whatever. They had me log in, and I, I said, like, my PIN out loud. Anyway, they got into the account. And then they were like, we just need you to reply yes to the text message so we can confirm that it's you. But the text message that I got was like, do you confirm a $750 purchase to Target? (laughs) (laughs) And that was like my aha moment where I was like, wait a second. And I was like, why do I need to confirm specifically this? And they were like, okay, if you say no, we're going to have to redo this whole process all over again. And I was like, okay, fine, redo it. But I'm not saying yes to this. And then they hung up, and obviously they've never called me back. But so, like, I didn't lose any money, but they did get all of my banking information. So I immediately shut it down, and I had to switch everything, including like the routing numbers and account numbers. And I was very embarrassed. I want to say, by the way, lots of people fall for scams. It depends a lot on your frame of mind when you get the call. Like Heisen mm-hmm. said, yes. they were distracted, and scams are also getting really good. Mm-hmm. So you're not dumb. No. Yeah. So here is Hyacinth's question. My question is, now, when places call me, like, I don't trust anyone. And so I have this medical bill, go to collections, um, not a fault. Uh, but anyway, collections is calling me saying I owe them this money. And I'm like, how do I know you're who you're saying you are? I'm not just going to, like, hand over all this money to this person calling me. And I wanted to know if there's, like, a way to figure these things out and to check. Yeah, never do that. 
There's no reason to ever do that. <laughs> There's no reason to ever give someone who calls you uh-huh. any identifying information about yourself or any money or any anything. Uh-huh. Just don't do it. If you need to contact your bank, flip over your card and call the phone number on the back of your card. I think that has to be the answer. Otherwise, there's just really complicated series of steps. There's no easy way to verify that you're talking to who the person says they are. They can spoof their caller ID. Yeah. They can provide Mm -hmm. other information that makes it sound like they're calling from your bank or wherever. Other information that they bought or got in a data leak or something. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. All that stuff is super easy to spoof. The CFPB... The Consumer Finance Protection Bureau says, if a debt collector calls you, you should ask for a name, company, street address, telephone number, and professional license because your state may require them to be licensed. Tell the caller you refuse to discuss any debt until you get a written, quote, validation notice. Hmm. Okay. That's a great barrier to entry. Don't give them sensitive information. Contact your creditor if the debt is legitimate, but you think the collector may not be. Contact your creditor about the calls. So our caller should print that out and be armed with that if someone calls saying Mm -hmm. they're from collections. Just read that. Yeah, we'll link this in the show notes. Okay. I'm curious what happens when you do Google this, though. Like, what was her question? It was, uh, how do I know who to trust? Oh, no. Uh, Sorry, you Googled how do I know who to trust? (laughs) (laughs) You have access to the new Bing? (laughs) Seven telltale signs you're on the phone with a scammer. Phone scams, consumer advice. Interesting, the FTC, which is the agency that is usually all over these phone scams, doesn't say, like, just don't give information on yeah. the phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have, like, you? a big list of, like, how to recognize a phone scam. Go through this matrix to see how likely <laughs> right. it is that you're being scammed. They're like, okay, if you're selected for a prize, but you have to pay, it's not a prize. Ah. If they're threatening to arrest you, if they're pressuring you to decide now, If they ask you to send cash or pay with a gift card, if they pretend to be a government agency asking for sensitive information, and then they have examples of like common phone scams. But like really they should just say, don't give information. Go to the website and call call their number from there. Okay. Hi, Synth. There's your answer. Stop picking up the phone. I like that we're an advice show now. That's I know. Fun. I, know. I was going to say, is this like dear under understood? <laughs> yeah. Can we pivot to relationship advice? Oh. No. Let's uh, not do that. Yeah. I'm going to bow out. <laughs> Never accept an incoming phone call from a lover. <laughs> it might not be who they say they are. You don't call me. I call you. <laughs> Okay, so we have a story that is very loosely thematically related to this. What was the theme? The theme was tough calls. Tough calls. So we have another tough call. Mm-hmm. The time, January 2021. The place, New York City during the middle of COVID lockdown. Our hero, or rather wannabe hero, yours truly. Ooh. It was on January 17th, which is a Sunday. And it was around 7.30 p.m. I was waiting at the intersection of Avenue and Avenue in Brooklyn. I think I was going to the grocery store. So it's a pretty big intersection. And I see a bus drive by. It doesn't stop. It looks empty. And the sign on the front of the bus, which normally would say the destination and the route number, 
was flashing emergency call 911. Hmm. That's scary. <laughs> what would you have done? Just a quick poll. Called 911. Well, I would have Googled bus emergency call 911 <laughs> to see if that meant that I need to call 911. Oh, God. Because oh I can imagine that a bus is equipped with something like that, but I've never heard about it before. Or perhaps the bus is just advocating for what to do <laughs> if, if you experience an emergency. An emergency. Yeah. Emergency, call 911. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, John, because that is exactly what I did. It took me okay. like a second, and my reaction was not to call 911, but to Google was- the phrase that was on the bus. And I think it was just like an instinctive, like, oh, I don't want to get involved unless I have to. Yeah. <laughs> response. I would assume you call 911, like in a city like New York, that just means the police are getting involved. And that could maybe not always be the safest situation for everyone involved. Yeah. Or, or like, you're just always told not to call 911 for anything that isn't an emergency. But doesn't it say um, emergency call 911? Yeah, it said emergency. But it didn't look like an emergency. No, but like Billy said, like, it could mean, it could be like a PSA, emergency call 911. Oh, right. right. Okay, okay. Catch on fire, stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean the bus is on fire. <laughs> Got it. Okay. All right. I was hoping that I would find, like, an official New York City transit page that said, yes, this is a real sign, and yes, you should call 911. And I didn't find anything like that. It was just Reddit posts. So I this, you know, very quickly scanned it and determined there was no real information, so I just called 911. And by the time the bus had passed and I had gone through on, on this Google detour... I I had missed it. So I did the 911 call and then I sort of like tried to speed walk after the bus to like catch it, but it had oh already gotten out of sight. Oh, and you had no information about which bus it was? I didn't oh, wow. have the bus number. Oh, no. No. So. Adrian, I'm really enjoying the visual of you speed walking towards an emergency <laughs> yeah, trying to while chase on the bus. phone trying to yeah. contact the proper authorities. Yeah. So we had just watched Die Hard over Christmas break. So <laughs> right. I think I was. I was like, well, you know, there might be something I can do here. Anyway, the the operator was, you know, very calm, which is good. I guess it would be it would be bad if you called 911 and they were like, oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> like a but real I, bus, not a toy bus, a real whoa, bus. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I have never seen that. <laughs> oh my god, this is just like the movie Speed. <laughs> so the guy was like, can I get your your name and number? Um, and what the the bus number was, which I didn't have, and then the intersection, and he was like, okay, thank you. And I think I said something like, oh, but, like, it, what's going on? And he was like, it's, it's fine. We're we're going to, like, follow up on this. So I went home, and I searched the phrase again and read everything about it, and there really wasn't a ton of stuff. There's definitely no official stuff about this. About buses that say emergency call 911? Yeah. Can bus drivers like manually input a message? Like, is that a, <laughs> like, do they have like, a little keyboard? Mm, I don't think so. But in an emergency, would you do you think the bus driver would <laughs> emergency write out the word emergency? Emergency is a pretty long word. I don't know. Like, if they have like basically a number, a number they could text, and it would show up on there. Well, and here's the funny thing: if it just said call nine one one, I would do it. Because it said emergency call 911, that's what would make me Google it to see if it was a PSA or not. 
I feel the opposite. I feel like if it said call 911, I don't know. Who would write out emergency? That's what, yeah. Say like, help 911, bomb 911, owie 911. That's what makes me feel like there's a red button, you know? Right. There has to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has to be a pre-programmed message. But then there would be information about it. Well, yeah, there wasn't any information about it. There was nothing about what it was called, nothing about when the system was put in place. Well, would they want to publish information about it? I don't know. I couldn't figure out what the system was called or how it gets triggered. So here's a couple of Reddit threads. Um, Emergency call police on MTA bus destination. If a bus has changed their destination to emergency call police, does that mean that bystanders are supposed to call the police or that they already have? The most upvoted comment says that's an emergency alarm that can be activated. They don't say anything about how they know this. But that's an emergency alarm that can be activated by the driver. You should probably call 911 when you see it. They will probably want to know where you are, bus route, direction it was traveling, anything else you could see happening inside the bus. I can confirm that is what they wanted to know. (laughs) Don't hesitate to call just because you think someone else has already called. You would think the bus would have some way of directly contacting 911 (laughs) if they were going to program this in. Oh, yeah. If it's rigged up with a button to do that, why can't it also call 911? Right. (laughs) And just like record whatever's happening inside the bus. Yeah, like, why is it passing on the liability? It's like the bus driver's like, I listen, the, the protocol is someone else has to call 911. I'm not responsible for the speed at which this emergency is responded to. I hit the button. It's out of my hands. <laughs> then someone else who also doesn't say how they know what they're talking about and actually has deleted their account said, to add to this, the more people that call, the more 911 requests we will get, the higher priority the job will get. Also, more people equals more information. That helps us. I've been to an emergency bus call before, and it was for a deranged guy fighting people on the bus. Hmm. So there were also some threads from different cities. Like, it seems like this also exists in Pittsburgh and D.C. This one is called Bus Messaging. This is for New York. Last week, I saw a bus that had a pit- a peculiar message on its display. Instead of displaying route information, it was showing emergency and called police. This was the second time I have seen a bus flashing this message. Like a good New Yorker, I obviously assumed this was a mistake and meant nothing. But now that I've seen this twice, someone please help me out. If I see this message, should I literally be calling the police to report it? What's the deal with this? So anyway, most people on Reddit are saying it's usually a mistake when the bus driver triggers this thing. And then there, there's an Opie and Anthony bit. Do you know who Opie and Anthony are? Yeah, they're like shock yeah. jocks that were nationally syndicated. They were kind of the main competition to Stern, I think, in the later height of uh, regular terrestrial radio Stern, right? Okay, so this is an Opie and Anthony bit. Well, I, I was uh, driving home a couple nights ago, and I was behind a bus on uh, 10th Avenue, uh, northbound, which is how I tend to describe it. Oh, when, no. When I'm calling 911. Jimmy did, <laughs> Jimmy did the movie version of what he felt he should do. They're making fun of me. This, <laughs> this is like what I was worried about. Um, but, but I... The point is, you thought it was a stolen bus, you followed it for about eight minutes, and then after eight minutes, you couldn't be bothered anymore. (laughs) All right, well, here's the 911 call from um, Superhero Jimmy. 911, what is the emergency? I'm on uh, 10th Avenue northbound, and I'm behind the bus. 
and the sign says, call cops 911 on the bus. It's bus number 5610. We're on 10th Avenue, and it's crossing 47th Street. I'm right behind this bus with that, that automatic sign. Okay, so it says West, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to get the, you said it's 10th Avenue, West 47th Street. <laughs> the idea of him just yeah. following and <laughs> updating the street <laughs> numbers. <laughs> is it MTA bus? Uh, yes, it is. Bus number 5610. Oh, 5610-er. 5610-er. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, like, this is basically what I was afraid of. Is that, like, I would call 911 and they would be like, yeah, everybody knows, like, that you don't actually call 911 in this situation. Like, are you not a real New Yorker? I, I do feel like, like... Yeah, the cops probably have a way of contacting the bus driver and confirming if things are okay, right? Like, wouldn't that be a thing? And then, like, 911 doesn't have to tell you that. Well, these are questions that I had that I couldn't answer. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you saw an airplane with this message. <laughs> I mean, that seems difficult. Okay, so the other place where I found a couple hits on this was YouTube. Most of the... Videos on YouTube are just videos of a bus going by with the sign. So here's one. Emergency call police. Whoa, cops. Oh, that one says 911. Call cop. It's one word at a time. Cops 911. Here's a question. If a bus with this message rolls up to your stop and you're running late, do you, get on? Do you get on the bus? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't notice it in that situation. That video uh, had a funny comment on it. S. Bell says, I saw a bus say this today. What does it mean? I told the police and they were clueless. Oh, no. <laughs> there is one news item that popped up and it was covered by a few places in 2018. Um, This version is from Fox 5. Man attacks MTA bus with driver, passengers inside. Video has gone viral of an irate man kicking an MTA bus, trying to break off the side view mirror and windshield wipers while yelling at the driver. The driver turned on the emergency call police sign while the man blocked the bus from passing. The wild incident happened on East Houston and Christie Street on Tuesday, just before midnight, as traffic flowed around him. He can be heard yelling, let everybody off the bus now, because you're not going anywhere. I banged on your expletive door. You made me chase you from 23rd Street. This is Houston. I chased you for 23 expletive blocks, and you wouldn't expletive stop. I, I like the level of detail in the, the complaint that he was leveling at them. <laughs> yeah. It's nice for him to be specific. Uh, so this highlights something that I hadn't considered, which is maybe the reason it doesn't contact 911 directly is that it could sometimes just be used as sort of a deterrent. Right. Like it's like an alarm going off sort of thing where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, if someone's acting... Uh, you know, violent or being weird outside of the bus and the driver doesn't want to let them on, they could close the door and turn on this sign and then the the person's like, oh, shoot, I should get out of here. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. I don't know. Just a guess. Well, after I called 911, I kind of checked the news for the next couple weeks. 
just like local news blogs and New York stuff looking to see if anybody had reported anything about like a hijacking of a bus, but there wasn't anything. And a month went by, and I'm guessing if there was actually a serious incident, it would have made the news, but there's still a small part of me that was like wondering, is that driver okay? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I decided to talk to some bus drivers. So I talked to five bus drivers this way. I just got on at the very end of the bus line, so there usually weren't any passengers or there might have been a couple that were getting off, and asked them if they were this bus driver. None of them had heard anything about an incident on that line in January, and they did not know how to find the driver without the bus number. They were all very nice, by the way. They told me that this emergency alert gets easily triggered by accident and that the driver, the driver may not have even known that it was on. Uh, That's not good. It's like driving with your high beams on. Yeah. I was thinking about this when Billy said the thing of like, of using it to deter somebody where it was like, there's an argument for both and like having some signal inside the bus that shows that it's on would be helpful for the driver and potentially to deter somebody, but could also like alert somebody to it. So yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah, I think there should be some way that the driver can tell that it's on, but I could see maybe not the whole bus knowing that it's on. Yeah. One driver did give me the number for the bus depot, and this is what happened when I tried calling them. Hi, my name is Adrian Jeffries. I'm a podcaster. I'm hoping you might be able to help me with the story I'm doing. No, I'm not. Thank you. Have a good day. Hello? <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, Radio Lab called me last week. It did not go well. Get out of here. <laughs> I also reached out to the MTA. They declined to be interviewed, but they wrote, quote, it is a way for the bus operator to call the attention of police in the event of an emergency. It supplements other communications methods, including radio contact with the MTA's bus command center. And then they ignored all of my follow-up questions. Oh, you know what? Okay, I have a little theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder when that communication with the with the main communication center was set up, and like if uh, if it was if if they basically assumed that the bus what would not always have a signal. Mm, interesting, yeah. Right, like if you're passing by a bunch of people who are close to like uh, payphones or something. Like, is this an old thing that they put on the buses? Uh, right. And you didn't always have access to a cell signal on the bus, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's a really good theory. If this were a while ago, like I could see have, needing like a fallback. Or if you drove into the Gowanus Canal. Sure. Or that. Nobody's seeing the light through that water. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> other things I learned about this system, um, I read in a report about emergency alert systems and like other safety systems in buses 
that, quote, onboard technologies such as radio or phone communications and emergency communications, silent alarm slash panic button, and an electronic distress sign linked to panic buttons are installed in most North American bus fleets and are helpful to operate in summoning assistance. This is from a Transit Cooperative Research Program report sponsored by the Federal Transit Administration. The report's authors concluded that in terms of technology, quote, video surveillance was considered to be the most effective, although the panic button connected with the head sign was considered the most cost effective. Hmm. So all of this is necessary because in New York, there are, you know, it's the biggest municipal bus system in North America, and it, it just handles a lot of bus driver people interaction and bus drivers were having clashes with passengers and the city um, at some point told bus drivers to stop enforcing the fare because it would be it was the cause of most of the altercations between drivers and passengers so now bus drivers will just they might say something like the fare is this but they won't get into it with you and that's partly because there was a bus driver who was killed, hmm. Edwin Thomas, by a passenger angry about not receiving a transfer. Hmm. Murder on the B-46, 2011. Someone swiped an invalid MetroCard, demanded a $2 bus transfer when the driver refuses, citing the unpaid fare. The passenger flies into an inexplicable rage, punching the driver's head, grabbing a transfer, and then turning to flee the bus. The driver stands to follow the delinquent passenger, quickly returns to his seat. Then the passenger returned and killed the driver. So now the the city tells bus drivers, don't bother trying to enforce the fare. It's too dangerous. Yeah. Um, apparently, this has come back a little bit because of the mask requirements on buses. So drivers are saying, telling passengers they have to wear a mask. Hmm. That is a new cause of conflict. Uh. The New York Times did a story about how that has been causing tensions with passengers and resulting in some violent incidents. More than 170 New York City transit workers have been harassed or assaulted for asking passengers to wear masks. That was in September 2020. So just like in general, bus drivers are having to deal with uh, gnarly situations sometimes. Mm-hmm. So the MTA wasn't helpful. The bus drivers were sort of helpful, but I still felt like there was more that I wanted to know and it didn't feel like an official answer in any way. So I emailed Aaron Gordon, who is an excellent transit reporter. He used to write a newsletter called Signal Problems, which is about the subway. Now he writes about transportation, the U.S. Postal Service, other things for Vice. And... uh We'll link to him in the show notes. But anyway, Aaron suggested that I talk to someone at the bus driver's union. And he gave me a name and a phone number. And that's when I started to feel like I was actually getting somewhere. And we will get there together after this break. Hi, listener. John here. 
Underunderstood is an independent production, and we've been able to sustain the show ad-free thanks to support from Patreon. $3 a month on Patreon gets you access to our vibrant Discord community and a monthly live stream where we take calls and questions from the audience, attempt to answer mysteries live on the spot, uh, generally field weird oddities and questions. They're a lot of fun. We've done some of these in the past and we're doing them every month now. At the $5 tier on Patreon, that gets you all of that. Plus, you get the bonus podcast feed. And that feed uh, contains well over 100 back catalog episodes of Overunderstood, our bonus feed. And it'll also include recordings of those live sessions. So you can listen to them time shifted after they've happened. And being a patron on either of those tiers, of course, means that you are supporting the show, keeping it sustainable, and you get to join a genuinely fun, wonderful community. If you'd like to join, go to patreon.com slash underunderstood. And if you're already subscribed or if you have in the past, thank you, thank you, thank you. We so appreciate you. Oh, and one more thing. Leave us a voicemail. 212-994-4882. Leave a message about whatever you want. Maybe a question you can't answer on the internet. But really anything. Again, that number is 212-994-4882. Now, back to the show. So I had the number of the vice president of the Transit Workers Union. I gave him a call. So I have this podcast and we do uh, stories about things where you can't easily find the answer on the internet. And I had this experience with a bus and... Sorry, go ahead. I said, that's funny. Okay, good. (laughs) We'll just call him JP. I told JP the story, and he told me that this alarm is triggered by a foot pedal. And it was probably just a mistake. Most of the time when the drivers need help, they will hit the emergency radio button, which connects them with the bus command center. Wait a second. How close is this foot pedal to, like, the pedals to operate the bus? (laughs) Yeah, what? (laughs) Right. I I like the idea that you have three (laughs) pedals in a bus. Gas, brake, and call the cops yeah exactly and you're like okay wait which one do i do yeah no wonder it's easy to do accidentally 99 percent of the times when the operator presses that it's by accident you don't really see that so it's probably the first time you noticed that or saw it it's the first time i've seen it yeah and because it doesn't happen very often and sometimes when they're let's say the other day there was a shootout on my bus not on my bus one of my members Uh just last night he probably didn't even have time to say emergency call the police. Because things happen so quick. And then he, at that point, he was probably so scared or she was so scared. All they did was see counsel, the PRTT, and called it up. So the PRTT is a button that go, it goes by radio. And it is the same people they're communicating with when they call the dispatcher. But it's a priority request to talk, PRTT. Mm-hmm. JP said shootings on buses happen a few times a year, but that's not what the emergency sign is for. The emergency sign is a little more proactive. Know what's happening so you don't do that foot pedal combination, and then the sign comes up. It's like a silent alarm, right? Mm -hmm. So you're driving down the bus and two people are arguing and you see someone has a knife. You may want to hit the foot pedal, right? Because you don't want to cause an alarm or commotion. 
but you want to, you know, if you can get help, you get help. You said it was a combination, like, is the floor... It's the Konami code with your feet. <laughs> right. It's or, like, <laughs> is the floor of an MTA bus, like, a church organ or something? Like, how much is going on down there? Well, like, you know how they're, like, I feel like it, there used to be, like, the emergency brake was, like, a thing next to the brake, right? Is that yeah. a thing? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. So, I wonder if it's something like that. It's not a combination, though. That's a... I want to know more about this. It's like control alt delete yeah. with your feet. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> control alt defeat. Control. Yeah. <laughs> JP didn't really, he didn't really know all of the specifics about it. He just knew like high level. Like he's vice president of the bus drivers union, the transit workers union, TWU. Uh huh. But he was able to give me a little bit of peace of mind. I'm looking. I don't see anything for January 17th. And what I are you looking at? I don't at? really expect to see anything. I get text messages every day of all sorts of things that happen on buses mm-hmm. in, in Brooklyn and, and beyond. That's just people texting you about what's happening in their, in I their get depot? Texts from, from management. Mm-hmm. So let's say there was an injury on a bus, passenger removed from a bus, operator getting sick, a dispute, all sorts of text messages I get. So I could kind of keep, you know, if something happened, I had a knockdown the other night, I get a text, I could then call my officer. A knockdown? Right. So so knockdown like, you know, a bus hit a pedestrian. Okay. A knockdown. So nonchalant about it. I know. Or an accident. I don't have anything for the seven. So JP didn't know that many details about the button. So he got me in touch with a driver who is another union rep, Keith Wilkes. How long have you been driving a bus? Uh, 15 years. What do you like about it? What I like about it, I like the freedom. I like dealing with the public. And I like serving the community that I live in. Anything you don't like about it? Um, No, not really. I just wish that, uh, you know, that that people would, would treat us with respect, too. You know, sometimes we get people who curse us out for stuff that's beyond our control. So Keith walked me through the emergency alert system. He confirmed the button is on the floor. Hmm. So there's two separate buttons, right? It's the, there's the button that calls the command center, and then there's the thing on the floor that changes the sign. Right, right, where where to let the outside public know to call the police and stuff like that. But a lot of times with that one, we may hit it just, you know, normal getting in and out of the driver's seat and we don't realize that we stepped on the button as we get into the driver's compartment. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, yeah, numerous times. <laughs> really? How do you find out that it's on a passenger tells you? Yeah, somebody will tell you, somebody in the street, they'll be pointing up, another bus operator tell you emergency lights are on and stuff like that. That's how you, uh, and then sometimes you may pull up on a vehicle and you look at the reflection in the glass and it'll say, call police emergency, and then you'll realize that you stepped on it or something like that. But this does kind of confirm what I was talking about earlier, where it's like there's probably so many occasions where the sign is just on and blinking and people see it, but the bus is doing its normal route and New Yorkers being New Yorkers are just like, I don't don't know. It's going in the right direction. I'll get on. Seems fine. (laughs) (laughs) So I asked Keith if, uh, if people should call 911 if they see this sign. 
It's a good question. Mm -hmm. So if people in Brooklyn see a bus go by with the sign flashing call 911, what should they do? I absolutely should say call 911 because it's better to be safe than sorry. It don't hurt. The only thing they would do is call a bus operator on the radio. Hey, listen, your bus light is on. Is everything okay? So I would say if you see it, call up. It, it don't hurt. Perfect. It don't hurt. It won't hurt. Yep. So you did the right thing. So I did the right thing. Yeah, me, I'm a hero. <laughs> you saved New York. Yep. The whole borough of Brooklyn, at least. Sure. So, Adrian, are they going to add you to the... Uh, uh, see something, say something campaign. <laughs> I saw something, and you know what? I said something. A note to the Patreon subscribers who heard this episode when it first came out I have a disappointing update, which is why I stuck it here at the end. You might remember that I really wanted to play my own 911 call on the episode, and 911 calls are public record in New York City, so I did a public records request. Unfortunately, the city never sent it to me. Their response, quote, a diligent search for records responsive to your request did not locate any such records. Accordingly, your request is denied. What? That seems not allowed. No, that seems really bad. Mm. What's the retention on a 911 call yeah, recording? Like, agencies do this all the time. What? They're like, whoops, we wiped the hard drive. Or, or like, how quickly are they erasing these? Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, it was like six months later. We save every stupid episode of everything we record. Why can't the 911 calls get archived? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they really should put them out as a podcast feed so that they syndicate <laughs> they should. across the internet. I would subscribe. Under Understood is Adrian Jeffries, Billy Disney, Regina DeLay, and me, John Lago Marcino. The voicemail jingle at the beginning of the episode was by Chris in Kansas City. Thanks, Chris. If you have a mystery the internet can't answer, we definitely want to hear about it. You can email us at hello at underunderstood.com or you can and you should leave us a voicemail at 212-994-4882. That number is also in the show notes. You can find more episodes, transcripts, and information about the show at our website, underunderstood.com. If you like the show... Do us a favor, leave us a rating or review, or even better, tell a friend about it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a week with a new episode.